Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach and we're here to talk uh, all things punting again. We're going to recap what we did on the weekend. We had a few people down in Manly last weekend for a bit of a Christmas catch-up, a bit of a punt and whatnot. Uh, we've had on a couple of interviews recently, so if you want to have a check out of those. A couple of the jocks uh, got off the top of my head. We have ones with Tommy Nash, uh, Timmy Clark, Dylan Gibbons, Tyler Schiller... There's probably someone missing there, but there's a couple more that we've got uh, planned up. We're a bit lazy when it comes to it. Going to get Zach Lloyd on as well. Um, we're loving some of the apprentices and hearing their stories and how blessed they are to be running and riding in uh, Sydney at the time of a really big prize money. So half their luck. This week, um, there's plenty of racing, especially with these um, these twilight meetings, especially on Fridays as well. And there's plenty of racing on a Saturday. So there's always winners to be found. I've got the boys... Ready, rare, and to go. We can recap the weekend and hopefully find some. Tommy, it was a good day down the Seine, wasn't it? Yeah, mate. Uh, it was a good Saturday. A few beers, a couple of winners. Uh, very disappointing for Lana. But, um, yeah, it is the season at the moment, having um, having a few parties on. So, yeah, just um, having a few beers and getting getting amongst it. We had Chris come down and it was really good to have someone that had a uh, specific like stain card i actually inquired with him during the week if you can actually become a member of the stain or get cheap drinks but not the case is it chris no um you've got to be going there for a long time and you've got to spend way too much money there i don't think they give them out anymore it's but it's my pride and joy that uh that heritage membership it's um yeah the day i was it is <laughs> the day i can't afford beers. drinking i guess yeah <laughs> Um, good day to see a few of the boys down there. Um, like Tommy said, Valana was a bit disappointing. Uh, Tommy and me sort of went balls deep on that one. Um, tough watch, wasn't it, Tommy? Never in it. Yeah, actually, a couple of sources have uh, told me from the West that um, not not a single winner came from the fence all day, and the sim was very adamant to the jockey not to get stuck on the fence and try to go to the fence and he wasn't too happy after the race either. So, Cop the serving. Um, not not a lot you could do from barrier one, but still not a not a great um, not a great look. But as well as Stone bruising from a couple of weeks ago, I think got the better of him as well. So um, still want to follow Eric and Valana, but yeah, that was very disappointing. But uh, the astrologist yeah. has been running amongst it as well. I, I've backed it a couple of times and been. Um, a bit disappointed by it, but Pike, you just wrote it a trade and, and um, yeah, you got 10 bucks for it on Saturday, which is pretty nice. I think you, you started at 19 on Saturday, the astrologist, which was Kiss. pretty, pretty disgusting. Kiss on all four cheeks, Chris. I know we talked about this. Um, okay, go on, you go. Oh, I'm just, no, I'm shattered. Like I know you're setting it up, but I've backed it two weeks in a row, uh, followed it from Melbourne over there. I thought ran two really good races and I just, I, I somehow haven't collected and I'm Hurts. just, I'm filthy. <laughs> yeah, but I reckon got a major in it, you know? I reckon one to follow uh, leading into maybe the autumn um, might get a good race out of it. I think, yeah, I think I think it's definitely definitely owed a big one. Coey, um, how'd you go, mate? I know that as a group, we all did big quaddies and everything and, and a bit of a place game and nothing really eventuated with it all, did it? Not really, but it was just an entertaining day, all, all in all. Uh, I think it's just the festive season, and we it, it's just good to catch up, in it? Like, it's just um, unwind, 
Um, it's unusual uh, that we all have a Saturday off. It is. It extremely is. And, you know, it was just by coincidence that we had a group two in Sydney and a group one on group three, should I say, in uh, Perth. But a very anticipated group three, should I say. Mm. Um, nonetheless, I think racing, I mean, I think for the next couple of weeks, it definitely eases off for the most part of things, but Magic Millions is literally right around the corner. So we've got to be excited for that. Uh, Who is best on ground? On Saturday? Yeah. I love the appearance of Darren All. Darren All, yeah. Um, Big time. Yeah. Yeah. He's a veteran of Sky Racing. For anyone that's listening, he's a veteran producer of there and he is one of the absolute greats with one liners. So he had some crackers. Um, I like, I want to hear a couple of people win because not many people were, but Tom, Tom started doing, I think Chris noticed Tom point to the sky every time that a horse sort of <laughs> ran over and he's watching Sky 2 or something and Albury or whatever was doing really well. But, um, Torrens, Torrens was a good one. As soon as I saw Torrens win at 20s, I knew that Tom would tell, say that he had something on. But, Tommy, well done. You take the 20s. Uh, I got 45s. Had oh, a, um, yes. <laughs> uh, it was actually 100s into what I think it started 17. So um, I managed to, I only have, I think it was $12.50. I split a bonus bet five ways and put it, put just a part of it on there, but it was good. Um, I wasn't sure with the new trainer. He hadn't got a win with Torrance yet, but as uh, young Darren All pointed out to me, uh, undefeated at 2,400. So I think a, a few smart punters looked at that and they all started coming for Torrens. So I uh, definitely want to follow once it gets a bit out. But um, yeah, it was all right. But yeah, it uh, and Aubrey, we we're, were just following <laughs> Graham White's tips. He, he does tip five, well. He tipped five from seven at Aubrey as well. And including, I think the last three were all like five, seven and maybe $10. So that was, uh, we're doing pretty well there. But yeah, gave it all back on Volana. He's a cracking tipster, Graham White. Um, Coey, we, me and you spoke, I think, during the week, and we mentioned how hard the Ingham was. Um, look, obviously, it's what eventuated. Kerwin's Lane got saluted. Brenton had a couple of winners that day, too, 20s, and then Lions Roar at 50s, and then a tissue at 12s, and Aramea rounded out at 30s, the top four. I think, looking at the first four, it paid over 400000 Um, But, look, I guess it's a cracking addition. Cracking win by oh. Kerwin's Lane, but... Good luck if you found oh, anything. Once again, like I think what racing New South Wales have done with that race, like it, not too long ago. I mean, we're talking three years ago, two years ago, even. I think it was two hundred fifty thousand. They're about three hundred thousand. Two million. Then they and then they bumped it to seven fifty last year, and then all of a sudden it's two million bucks. <laughs> like you just go fuck, fuck, fuck me. Like, and it's an. A ballot exempt race for the the Doncaster, one of the best autumn races we've got on the like the carnival, like it's the most time honoured race we've got essentially outside of probably the Queen Elizabeth essentially, <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and then oh, I mean it's great to see a full field of twenty running down the Randwick Strait all at once and I mean that's what ensued essentially like you look at the 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 exotics that paid out for that, like I mean, with the likes of Kerwin's Lane, Arameo, Lions Roar, and a tissue in it, like you just suggested. I mean, it's a great betting race. Like it, w- it was great. Can I can just... all agree you can spend that money better though? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. Like I mean, I totally agree with Chris in a sense, but I think 
in this in this instance, I think I don't I think two million was a little bit over over the kind of the bar. Over the top. Yeah, yeah, a little bit over the bar. And then um but saying that it is for a ballot exempt race, so I can justify that. There is definitely a different couple of avenues I could take with a couple of different races that's on the program during the spring, especially and I, that. And I can, think you saw a much quality, like a, a better field than usual as well, like for that. Totally million. agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. What, what I, price is Caroline's Lane in the 20? Yeah. 51s. Probably but, starts 150. Well, that's the thing, though. You just don't know. But it's ballot exempt, so, you know, you, you've got a grand final for it. Like, John O'Shea could just be like, yeah, I could keep my powder dry, you know. Just I, I'm always going to be aiming for this. So, uh, good luck to him. I mean, I don't think it's quite the uh, stakes-grade horse. Like, it winning a group two is huge for it. Is yeah. I'll put it that way. I think before Great. before I just go to the nugget race because I want to and before I forget, Chris, I think congratulations are in order. I believe you had a winner at Roma, which was a non-tab meeting with um, <laughs> yeah. expect expect a hero. It was we've gone from a two million dollar race to race two benchmark fifty five. Total prize pool of eight and a half grand. If you were lucky to run fourth, you got two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, three lengths, I but, thought. But you What's got it? a you got a winner, mate. Expect a hero. One by three lengths. Talk to me. Yeah, ease, ease down, straight <laughs> to the front. They, the the crooks up there tried to send someone forward to battle him up front, but um, he didn't want to bra ready. Just didn't even look at it. Never in doubt. And then I, I was that pumped. First winner, you know, I've ever had. <laughs> Uh, at, at the non-tabs, I couldn't back it, of course. Yep. And then I get an email today saying, yeah, your stakes payments have been frozen while uh, there's an owner transfers owner transfership happening because one of the deadbeats in the ownership couldn't pay his bills. So Jack Larkin. They're sorting out they're sorting out that the that ten percent of the ownership and my payment, my prize money is is frozen my until friends. they sort that out. What a stitcher! That is but yeah, no, we're going uh, going to go to Emerald, I think, in <laughs> uh, in two weeks' time, with to a tab meeting over the eight sixty. Correct. Uh, where the plan will Love be very that. similar, straight to the front, and uh, don't look back. Well, congratulations, mate. Um, it's about best. my level. Yeah, look, an eight and a half grand race. Nothing wrong with it, mate. Um, Expect a hero, it is called. So follow that one along up north. Um, but as we go back to Sydney, Nugget, we talked about this horse. It's a crack. It's a good horse. Um, Steely, look, we all wanted Steely to win for Gab, but he just keeps running solid races. Uh, it was up straight to the front. Tyler aboard, started at 14 bucks too, and only went down by point, oh, 0.2 of a length or something. But uh, Tommy Nugget, Zach Lloyd, obviously riding as good as ever for Kieran Ma, uh, gets it done. I think it was about a dollar eighty, dollar ninety or something. Yeah, I mean, he, you're right. It's dollar eighty, dollar ninety, and a um, like the field was pretty good. I thought Steely ran on really well, but um, you still got to put the horse in the right spot. And uh, Zach's been riding really well, and he um, he had all the pressure in the world with Nugget on him. A lot of people made it their best bet of the day, and he. Um, he did it fairly easy. He um, trusted there'd be a run on the rail, and he took it when he when he could. And it was yeah, um, interesting to see where Nugget gets. So I even think he would have been very close in that um, Ingham if he did get a run, and it would have been the topical tip Nugget winning the Ingham. But um, 
yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting to see where Nugget ends up. It's good with Zach. So I spoke to Zach uh, during the week, so he's going to come on the podcast too. It's been good getting a couple of apprentices on. I know everyone loves hearing from the big names, but it's just as good to get some of these uh, young up-and-comers coming aboard, isn't it, Coe? Oh, totally. I mean, it's we're not like the breeding ground of the media training that apprentices need or, you know, everything else, but the the reception that we're getting and the the commitment that they're showing is impressive, you know. Like they're tr- they're true professionals, and you know we'd love to see that. And we're not there to jeopardize their career or anything, or you know, you know, oversight their career. Like we just want to promote their career, and they're all about it. And I I love that. I really really love that. Like it's enjoyable. It's good chat, and you know they they're all about it. Um, they're so and they're and- riding really well. <laughs> They're well. They're they're riding really well. Like you said, Zach Zach had a couple of rides today, and I think got a couple of winners as well at Hawkesbury. Like they're all killing it, and it, whether they like coming onto something like our program, you know, like a little podcast here, but I don't know. But at the end of the day, they're just all about the ride of oh, riding the wave of you know what racing industry is all about. They're happy to promote, happy to yeah. sp- speak out and, shit, shit. you know, yeah, exactly. Like, talk about Tyler that. might not want to after um, after Ramones last week. But... <laughs> how, oh, good, how good that they've got their, that attitude as well. They're happy to talk to us, talk to yeah. whoever wants to talk to them and, and promote <laughs> the industry in that way. We should be, we should sell, a, we should concoct some rivalry between these apprentices now, yeah, like get in, get in early, and so at last, bro, pretend they hate each other. Like Chris, Jamie, Chris Jamie is all about Zach. hating each other, though. No, like no. Zach and no, no, Zach and James. I'm about, I'm about selling the industry and making it exciting, so he's selling some storyline. Like, yeah. that's all I care about. Like. Well, I think uh, it, the when I spoke to Tyler after we did the podcast last week, he mentioned how, how much he was shitting himself. He goes, man, I was so nervous doing it. He didn't think that we were going to be as casual as we were. I'm assuming he probably thought he was doing more so a radio interview talking about his rides that weekend. He was like, mate, this is like a blessing how easy it was to talk to us. So that's what we want. Um, yeah, pretty stoked with that. Yeah, so sure. Zach Lloyd will be really good. Chris was pushing a horse all day, which actually ran pretty well in the last, to be honest. Uh, surprisingly, it was called High Court at hundreds, and it ran a really fifth? ran a really good fifth, Chris. No, look, all I was just saying, I didn't think it hit the line really well last. Nothing start. to do with the name. It was really strong through the line. Nothing to do with the name. Just thought it shouldn't have been hundreds. Uh, thought it should have been, you know, twenty fives to thirties, and ran like a thirty shot and came what fifth or sixth or something. Um, to me, the, the run of the day was dead out of Jack down in Melbourne, which I thought yeah. was outstanding yeah, and. And will be is not even a horse to follow, obviously, but it's uh, it's it's a gun. Yeah, it's bizarre though. Like looking at that detonator to Jack form, right? That was the first run that Nugget had in Australia, and look what Nugget's become as well. So whether we see something similar come into the Donny or in that equation, who the hell knows? But um, it's it, sure to kind of add a little bit bit of value coming into the autumn, I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And people forget, Denner and Jack ran a decent race in the uh, South Australian Derby, I think it was. I think it was, yeah. Back, hit the line really well, but it's going to get over further is what I'm getting at. So really lightly raced, four-year-old gelding now. So we'll see it, I'd imagine, in the autumn over some decent races, hopefully in Sydney or def- definitely in Melbourne at some point over one of those those decent um, staying races down there. Was that... South Australia one, I I'm, might be completely wrong. Is that where Jungle Magnate won? 
am I thinking the right one at Morpheville? South Australia Derby. It was the winner was the Jungle Magnate. Yeah, Jungle yeah. Magnate. Yeah, sweet. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I agree. Um, what else on Sunday? This is a, another day that was really cool. Is the Shartin meeting? So there's probably a bit to break down there, but obviously Zach Purton and a few of the big names riding uh, on the day. Zach kicked it off with Circuit Mighty, which was absolutely very, very tight in the very first of the day. I assume a lot of people probably just backed Zach to first up. Got him a bit of bank, but um, Golden 60, I could dead set stop a train. I said, I think I sent it to a few of you. I had it last leg of about of two multis, and it was weird. The 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 Hugh Bowman horse that he, what, can't remember what it was called, scooted around, put sudden pace into the race, and then all of a sudden Golden 60 left a bit flat-footed, and what do you reckon, Chris? You know you shot in well. Zach wrote a page, though. You reckon? Yeah, yeah, of course. California Spangle, absolutely perfect. Yeah. But the, it was Beauty Joy, I think. Um, what that weird move or early move that Hugh did, it kind of threw it into a bit of um, shambles. Laws of Industries it, it, was cracking, and I know Chris was pretty um, outspoken. He sent me a message about this race. That's why I wanted to get your opinion, Chris. While I it was it beauty joy. It was beauty joy that put the spin to the race. But okay, so the thing about Hong Kong is they they go mad out of the gates to try and get a position, and then they all they're so tractable and they're so well behaved horses they can all just switch off. And then it can kind of become a real dash to the finish. So California Spangle was just able to, like, no one challenged for the lead early. And then when the speed went into the race, it just it just played out perfectly for California Spangle. The run by Gone 60, I thought was really good. Yeah. It just got, it, because of the draw and because of not as... Not 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 as aggressive, but not as versatile early as California Spangle probably is at this stage of its career. Got it, it wasn't given the chance to have the run that California Spangle is. It was the perfect ride from Purton. The thing is, Law of Indices, and I'm not going to sit here and bag out J Mac. Obviously, he, he he was named the best jockey of the world in the world earlier this week, but it was an absolute stinker from J Mac in this race. He got caught wide early when he should have pressed forward. And then when Beauty Joy put the speed into the race, he was stuck out wide, like had to tackle that speed and then asked for an effort as they went around the turn instead of kind of waiting for that burst to go on where he could have got a nice card into the race. And then the horse hung on for third. It was a huge run from lower indices. So another one I'll be looking forward to when it comes back to Australia and obviously not back in J-Mac, but... I think it showed how different things are in Hong Kong compared to here. And 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 look, I'm not saying like Zach would come back here and struggle to get the the way races are run here. He'd have to get used to that. So I'm not bagging out J Mac. I'm just saying it showed that he wasn't a local <laughs> jockey there. And Zach played him off a break in that particular race. I thought. Kahai. And good to see California Spangle get their group one and no knock on Golden 60, who has been an absolute freak. He's just crossing all, crossing all his T's here, dotting all his eyes. Oh, isn't he what? What do you um, reckon, Coey? Agree I, with I, you? I backed back California Spangle. He's one of the only winners I've actually Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, so I was stuck. That was an all time spiel about flat batting the event. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it, it, show, it shows you. We spoke on Saturday about uh, tempos and. How yeah, important 100%. is it to be versatile, to go forward early and be and be able to land in position that can make you win the race at the end of the race? And that's what California Spangle did. It won the race in the first 200 metres. I, t- I totally agree there in the regards that Purton gave it every opportunity to place it in the right spot. 
I think Laws of Indice, I've only watched the replay maybe a handful of times, twice or three times. Um, I I had this little, like, when uh, the outside pressure came, it felt like the horse was starting to lay out a little bit. So I don't know if it was totally J-Max control. Like, I, I, I think, I don't know, like, I am surprised that J-Mac didn't actually find a more forward position with it. Um, I definitely he did. He definitely had the chance to. And then it started laying in, laying out, and then eventually laid out, whereby J-Mac was like, well, I, I'm not going to crash into the peloton, so to speak, inside of me. And he just had no control of it. Or well, not no control of it, but like he, he just almost looked like it was... It too was late, yeah. Yeah, it, it was just... It was, I don't know, it was over-racing at a certain stage and, I don't know, like, Laws of Indices, from all its merits, ran at top race because, I mean, I, at the top of the turn, I thought this was this was yeah. for sure going to tail out and just disappear into the pack. Had for no sure. right to tack on and finish. And yeah. Stay third. yeah. But absolutely brave effort and all merits, jockey and horse in that regard. But, yeah, I think Pern just injected what he needed to and no one knows the track better than Purden in terms of the Aussies right so um yeah like it was a rightful winner and all all well it just ends well you know like I guess it I, I saw I, I saw it as a great ride from Burden. Uh, yeah. It was really nice to see Damien Lane get another get a W over there in the Hong Kong Vars win Marilyn uh Look, I probably wouldn't – it wasn't one of my picks, but uh, that was really good. But the one I want to make a point of was Romantic Warrior uh, in the Hong Kong Cup. Uh, Tommy, we'll go to you for this one. Uh, this was a huge win. And James McDonald, what, I can't remember how much he won by, at least four lengths or something, you reckon? Yeah, it's four and a half, I think, was the official margin. There you go. What do you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, it was really good. I did big raps, and he's – um. I think he's still relatively lightly raced as well, so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up because I think he's a um, he's a world class horse. This horse, I, t- I totally agree, and I mean I measure margins in how many whip strikes in the air <laughs> a jockey can do. Right. Of course you do, you J- nerd. Yeah, and uh, J Mac was absolutely thrilled with getting another group one, and that was. You have to remember that was his fifteenth Group One in twenty twenty two, so un fucking believable. Like I, I am speechless that he's won in three different countries. Yeah. Yes, yes, he's had the pick of the pick of the crop because he is the gun down under, right? Riding yeah. animo and very elegant and the likes, but you still need a win on him, and he's doing yeah, get him home. Yeah, oh, uh, you, you're completely right, and you look at he's he's made it back. To Wyong by Wednesday That's to right. ride a potential uh, Magic Millions horse, which could be a potential Golden Slipper winner. Correct. So it's he's put him in the work for sure. He's yeah, which like, is he, you, you got to respect that. Like oh, hundred percent. He doesn't sorry. ride for the Snowdens that often, really, in this grand scheme of things. So the Snowdens to be like J Mac, you're the best. I want you on. Um, uh, sovereign fund for the two-year-old classic obviously meant volumes to him to return back in form. Let's go on Wednesday. He obviously received the message well, and he he wrote it like a good thing. That's for sure. And I shit-canned him a second ago for the his ride on Law of Indices, but in that Hong Kong Cup on Romantic Warrior, 
jumped better than anything and literally did what Zach did like previously. He did with the reverse. So he jumped yeah. better, but then was smart enough to, instead of pushing forward and, and trying to put too much tempo in when he didn't have to, he took a seat back and was able to get just the perfect run. And then, which was obviously why that margin ended up being so big because it was an absolute peach. So it's not, not chicanning him at all, but that ride was just absolutely like bottle that up and it's the greatest thing you've ever seen. It was the law of indices one that upset me. It's like we're well, watching. It didn't upset me because I'm back for a minute. But. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, it's like we're watching the ashes. There's so many flat bats here. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> anyone's listening, it's Chris talking about James there, not us. <laughs> um. All right. Anything else before we have a anything else before we have a look at the weekend and try and actually make some money for Christmas? Any other stories? Well, actually, one sad story. One sad story was today. Uh, I know that you boys all work at Sky, so you're across this a lot. Uh, there was an unfortunate incident. Tommy, was it race one or race two? Ashburton today. One of those race, two. Race two, I think it was. Yeah. So. Tommy, do you want to mention it? I think you were probably working and across a bit of it. Yeah, I, I sadly got to see the race. and um, oh, brutal. Yeah, just um, uh, look, I, I think it was just the horses um, just shied away a bit coming into the straight and he's just caused um, the horses just hit another one and they've all come down um, half the field and they called the meeting off straight away so you knew there was something wrong. And then, yeah, later this um, this really talented young apprentice has uh, lost a life, which is very sad to see. Mm. So um, as, especially this week as well, um, I know at Randwick, the, the jockey function, the National Jockeys Trust are celebrating the jockeys as they do every year and they do a great job of it. So, um, as, yeah, just, just thinking about um, all the, the participants that ha- are involved and uh, her family and uh, everyone it's just really sad to see. You don't want to see this at all, but um, it's just a reminder we're working. That, well, these 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 brave uh, young people are risking their lives every day to go to work. So um, it, it's really sad to see. And yeah, uh, there's not much else more to be said, really. It's, it happens, and it's, it's like you said, it can happen quite a lot. So this young girl, Megan Taylor, it's really sad. And like we said, it's not. It wasn't that long ago that the young Japanese jock, uh, Yanagida, I think, and he was he was riding Cambridge, and that was in September or August or something. So, look, we talk about jocks, but they have one of the most dangerous jobs in the world for people who are about 50 kilos, which is about my right leg. And that's the thing, like, I think, well said, like, Tommy hit the nail on the head there, and, like, it's easy to kind of, shit can jockeys when you, you have vet and things haven't panned out like you thought they would. But, like, mate, they're, they're riding race cars with yeah. no protection around them, you know, seven foot up in the air going pretty bloody quick. So I think it's, uh, it's yeah, it puts things into perspective and I think it's a probably good That's reminder, sure. like, how, how good a job they do, yeah. 100%. And uh, I guess one other story before we look at the races. Um, are we good? What are we thought thoughts on Darren Weir? So I believe he's got a, a bit of a fine, but no conviction. And I think eventually he's probably allowed back in the industry. Uh, what are we, what are our thoughts? What about you, Tommy? Start with you. No, I think, um, I think it was all around the word, the wording um, where he's, he's agreed to, uh, I can't, I can't, it's no longer exactly. It's yeah. no. It's no longer torture. It's abuse, which is just as bad. But it <laughs> sounds bad. Uh, I mean, 
Torture sounds, I mean, they are both bad, Tunners, and everyone else involved. But at the same time, I think that it is a downgrade to a certain degree is how it's measured. Um, Obviously, it's up to people to decipher what the differentiation is really. I mean, to me, like, it's it's very similar, but at the same time, the severity severity is different. Yeah, it means um, people under this have been able to come back to racing uh, after after they serve their ban, which his ban, I think, is very close to being done. If not, it's just been done for four years. So I think that was the key to um, getting that word in chain so he can come back and train. Yeah, because he is officially, I think, cleared of any conviction is my understanding. So anything... Um, so what he went through over the week or the past couple of months is all through the civil courts. So it's nothing to do with the stewards or Racing Victoria of that nature. It's all to do with actual the the law in itself that we provide as a nation or a state. Uh, it's gone through those courts and ipso facto, he has been cleared of torture, now downgraded to abuse and can have the option to be training with a licence I think I, I'm going to say February. Like, I think he can be within the application. Prop, yeah, February, uh, like, February 6. So he can be a part of the process of reapplying very shortly. And then once it gets approved, if it gets approved, uh, he can continue his ways like he was in four, four years' time. Interesting stuff. All right. All right, let's go. Let's have a look. We'll um, have a look at a couple at Ramwick. Um, Chris, if you've got any at Melbourne, we can have a little look at as well. And Tom, a couple at Queensland, whatever ones we want to um, have a look. We don't have to go through them all, but I'm going to have a flick through. Tell me to stop if we want to. Do we like anything in the two-year-old race or one? Jamak is on the dollar seventy favourite uh, for a change, but has anyone got anything or outside of the box for race one? No, I think favourite wins. Ditto. Yeah. Ditto. And and I, the only thing I want to note is the fact how strong the Peter, Sto- uh, Peter and Paul Snowden camp is with the two-year-olds this year. I think they've got about potentially seven or eight that could be amongst the slipper picture this year. Love so, that. So um, they've got a real strong arm in this year's two-year-old ranks. So I, I think that snapbacks trolls have been impressive, and I see it continuing. Okay, highways already pretty, always pretty hard. Uh, the ones at the top of the market have all drawn very wide. Your super extreme Zaru's indicative and whatnot. But does anyone like anything in the highway? Often there's a bit of value to be found. Anyone, anything? Master of rewards for me for a little bit of value. Love I that. mean, I can eleven dollars. Uh, Super Extreme is interesting because, I mean, I think the J-Mac values, I mean, it, it opened pretty short-ish, 460 I guess that's about a highway price for a favourite, really. Barrier 18. But the Barrier 18, you just go, oh, Jesus. Oh, it's going to do it. Oh, well, it's going to need to do a lot of work from there. And I think Master Rewards, it's stepping up from a Class 2 to Class 3 this start. Uh, but I think its last start, which was against... I can't actually remember because I don't actually have my laptop in front of me, but it was, and those are the likes who have been highway grade horses for a while. Uh, Draws well enough. I think it will probably sit 1-1, 11 bucks. I can entertain. 
Uh, Mr. Larrabee trialled really well. Uh, ben Looker comes to town to ride it for Paul Shaler at the $11. So I think it's not bad. And watch out for Matata. Uh, horse uh, family used to own, and it has Amy McLucas claiming three, Ooh. and she does really well in these highways, and it's uh, starting to get into its form last couple of runs. So, yeah, the two for me. All Princess of the highways. Princess all, of the highways. Yeah. All three of them were $11 too. Chris, am I keeping going? Yeah, mate, I've got nothing. Beautiful. Midway, this is always something that we have always struggled with. Anyone for Midway? With your blessing, it's a J-Max third race in a row that he's favourite. Mr. Rocket for me, towards the end of the page, number yep. 14. 14, $7. Great section, great sectionals last start uh, at Kembla. I think it was on Gong Day, actually. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for you. Great Dude. sectionals, uh, low weight, up in class, all the above. Seven bucks, can entertain. Seven bucks and two fifty. Tommy, anything? Liberty Sun, Zach Lloyd claiming two. I think it's the best horse in the race. Love that. That's nine bucks. So we're finding some value so far. Uh, we up to the 2,000-meter benchmark 88 race, race four. Secret Glamour is going around. Secret Glamour is looking for three in the in a row. Had a good win, Rose Hill, last start, actually. And that is a $3.80 favorite, Reese Jones. Um, he's back into a bit of form, too, the old jock. Uh, Worthley's there. Zoom on. Global Osbred. Uh, I heard a little chat to someone about Bacchio del Mist, which is $34. Uh, don't know a hell about it, but I had a little uh, little message about that one. But, boys, anything for race four? I'm on the favourite. Um, Secret I got the, I got the early price for it. Um, What'd you get? Open so eight bucks. I got, oh, I mean, I didn't get the eight, but I got seven. Oh, so I'm happy. That. I'm happy with that, and that's all I got. I think the Mara Nusa stable have a big, uh, big hand in this with both their uh, mares. Worthily's pretty handy type. Zoom on, I think it's coming to more of a realistic price. Barrier 11, it's going to have to work to cross and lead. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think it might be trapped a little bit wide. There's a little bit more speed than I had uh, anticipated on this paper. So I, I'm kind of happy to back Secret Glamour at the early. Tommy? Yep. Um, I don't mind Global Osbred here. I think Coey's right. There's, there's a few funny buggers with the Kieran Mars and the two gay waterhouses. Um, Co mentions in mind that wide gate, a military mission next to it as well. In the after winning, um, I think it was the Tari Cup, uh, pretty well. So I, I think they might uh, set a bit of pace here, and it could set it up for something like Global Osbred. Timmy Clark, I think, rode two or three the other day, and he's in form. So I'm going Global Osbred. I thought Woodley would uh, run a really good race here. Like heaps of speed on paper. Woodley drawn inside, like two or three and should get a really nice run mapped really well for me. So I thought it was the one to beat. Okay. Worthily also opened eight bucks. So Secret Glamour and Worthily both opened eight bucks and they've both been smashed into 380 and 390. So keep a good eye on them. Also keep an eye on Bacchio del Mist if it runs a race. Race number uh, five. What do we got? Alpha One is favourite. It's short. It's Chad Schofield. It's $4 into 240. Uh, boys, anything here? I know in the past we've had a little... Uh, little cracks at Rupertar. I know it's drawn a bit wide, but I think it was you, Coe. Did you like Rupertar last time? I did. I didn't mind Rupertar, but twelve's very sticky. The yeah. the rail out and everything else in context. I think it might be a little bit awkward. 
And that's why it's had a little bit of the blows on the market. Uh, I think just coming out to the eight dollars, I think seven seven or eight bucks, I could definitely entertain with it. But uh, in this race, Alpha One is going to be tough. It was touted as one of the the good things during the autumn. Giga the, kick form, yeah, Giga. Well, I mean that's yeah, huge, true. isn't it? Really, second to Giga kick. And there was, I think there was murmurs about he might be the one that could be a sneaky. Sliding into Everest conversations, but then didn't wow. do too much in that listed race. So it, it, it's hard to say, but at the same time, it trolled well, all the above. I can't really knock it. Uh, Shadow and Vampire, it's probably going to be, I think Alpha One is definitely the classiest horse. Yep. So Sh- Shadow and Vampire, it owes me absolutely nothing. It's made me a little bit of money, and Vowmaster is definitely interesting. But yeah, I think the favorite's pretty. Pretty hard to beat. We all with Alpha One. I think it was second to Geek in the Vein Stakes. I just looked up. But boys, anything else besides Alpha One? Yeah, mate. Um, I, I it trialed alongside Vowmaster, and they both went pretty hard. And you look at Rubitar from its trials, and even its um it, its first start. I think it might be a bit handy as well. And you think Streaker from that gate. Um, I think there might be a ton of speed here. So I think it sets something up like Shadow Vampire or even Quick Tempo. Um, the weight's just a little bit um, of a worry on Quick Tempo, but he's, um, if he has all things going for him and can get a clear run, especially I think Randwick suits him really well, I, I really like Quick Tempo. Okay, Quick Tempo at nines, Alpha 1 at 240. Race 6, what do we got? we got Sunshine in Paris as the favourite. It's drawn wide, but it's also with Estadio Mestrala. Uh, what do you got? Four sixty and five bucks. Uh, the sunshine in Paris that opened eight dollars. So there's been a fair bit of moves already for um, early on in this market from opening yesterday. Arnold is going around. Uh, I've got stories about that horse. It's um, had a trial. Uh, we got Green Shadows. There's a bunch there, boys. We like anything. Zach Lloyd's on micro. It's drawn the park, but he's claiming too. I like to tenderize. Uh, Tyler Schiller ran a really nice race two weeks ago at Rose Hill mm-hmm. where he led on a decent pace and I thought he probably gets a better run where he could sit 1-1, maybe get a bit of cover here and still sit to an aggressive kind of horse that gets close like in the first half of the field and when uh, double-figure odds. Okay. What about you, Tommy? Coey? Uh, Green Shadow has been pretty impressive without winning this prep, I think. It, it should have... It looked like it was going to win um, until right on the line last start, and I think um, I think if it runs that same race, it, it, it probably gets the win here. So, look, I, and I think it's going towards the Magic Minions as well. And Gerald Gerald's got a big wrap on it, so Green Shadows for me. Coey, tricky, tricky. Uh, I've only actually got one horse in the black book for this one. I took your Stadio Mastala. I, I know I noticed that you've been practicing your Spanish, Tadas. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Lek Le- Le- Varda is the only one that's in my black book, and I think it's outclassed. So it's a tricky little race. Arnold, like you mentioned, I just put a pen through it. I just don't know what to do with that horse. It's a little bit of a hidden or miss for me, and I, I find this study of a style is much the same. I think Barry 11 is going to be tricky, but J-Mac on board is handy. But I'll be looking for bias by this stage. I think rail out and everything else. So, yeah, I think it's going to be on speed and those two might find it a little bit tricky. I forgot to ask, so just sorry, back to race five. Someone messaged earlier on and wanted to ask you boys um, about Invincible Kiss. So, Reese Jones is on um, to run a place. It's 34 bucks. It's $7 a place. Look, I don't know. It's third up. Has it got any chance uh, each way at the each way odds? 
Mate, you it's, look at its form and it's it's not too bad. Like it's placing behind IME and Calago, uh, Wayne Sealand had the big winner with um, the mighty ISO reach a couple of starts ago. So, mate, uh, seven dollars a place. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Six little, behind the lead, gonna get little, a really nice run. A little bit of a query with weight. That's probably all I've got to say. I think it will have the advantage of the inside draw and everything, but weight's a little bit. Claims of... one and a half. Yeah, race is claiming, isn't he? Yeah, but at the same time, it was 52 and a half last start. So, yeah. um, and IME, I mean, the IME forms is pretty strong, I think, because, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but obviously it's a dominant favourite, probably the most back favourite this Saturday, I'm guessing, through Tab anyway. Uh, so that form line sticks strong, but yeah, the weight slight query for me. Okay, possible ch- possible place. Uh, the Pam O'Neill is the first leg of the quad. It's very open. Um, we are, I've got a six dollars fifty the field uh, deficit. Spangler French born. This is the one I messaged you the other day, Cody. Did you back it at Nara? Beat Mar and Par, a horse that I'd been following. It was the pick of the yard for me in the narrow yard. And, I, and he so didn't back it. <laughs> I did it. Oh, and I, did you really and I, did, I did not back it because I She's did. one of yours. He turned to like eight of us and said, oh, no, pick of the yard, French bonnet looks good. And I turned to him after the race. I was like, how much you have on? He's like, no, I didn't back it. Oh, God. <laughs> it looked, it was dead set. It looked tip top. And as uh, the famous Gary Cleese would say, it was dapples on dapples. Like it was one cool dress. It was definitely one cool dude, and I am cool a little, little, little bit filthy on not backing it. Um, but, yeah, I, I wasn't on it. But it, it, if it holds any condition like it did in the Narrow Cup, the time on a Narrow Cup, it's probably half a chance. All right. Well, this is a pretty good mile race, I think. Deficits there, Spangler, uh, Kamagui for Zach Lloyd, Naval Seal, Colour Sergeant on the drift a little bit. Mandaboss has actually run really good last two races. Morris is me dad. Phillipsburg, be nice if it gets a, does well. We look at James McDonald, who was originally on the $51 shot Oz Legend, is now 23. It might just be a bit of J-Mac money, but this is a pretty bloody good race. Anyone like anything? I'm on um, – I, I don't mind. I, I reckon this is the value play. And I don't know how many cha- I don't know how many chances we give it, but I, I think this is the perfect race for Naval Seal. Fifty four and a half kilos, TC on board. It's going to be in the front quartet from Barrier Three. It has to be, and I, I think it gets the best chance. I don't think Tim's ever ridden it, and that's the most intriguing thing. From I don't know how many horses that Tim rides with Waller to start with. Yeah, true. So. Um, that's kind of where my head's at, and eight bucks is very entertainable. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Eight bucks, Tommy, Chris. Yeah, it's a bit uh, of a funny one. I, I like. I think yeah, French bonnet's probably a bit too heavy. Kamagui really interests me. Them taking it to Mudgy and winning the cup, like you have a bit of an opinion there. Zach Lordy uh, right in climbing two as well. I think Colour Sergeant's been good and could win a race and. Um, it, it, I, I just do my head in trying to figure out these Waller runners. Like Coey said with Naval Seal, you look at him putting McDonald on Oz Legend and um, Syndicato is going to win. I'm I'm sure Syndicato is going to win one of these races and at 26, something each way. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking Kamagui here. Chris? No, nah, nothing for me. I can't believe we spent so much time talking about a benchmark seven out. 
<laughs> there he is. He's back. Tis the season. He's back. Uh, race eight, we've got a 1,400-meter race. Anyone liking him? We've got Catelli, Brenton's aboard. That's the favorite. Cole Crusher, I am not going to get glinned. I'm not going to get sucked into it, but he rides the second favorite. And then there's a bunch of others. But uh, anything for race eight, gents? I'm surprised that um, Chris didn't pot J-Mac in the last race. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I've got to leave him open for it. Just ready, just ready yeah. anywhere. <laughs> um, I generally think that Cotelli is not bad. I think the uh, the Ingham duo could salute again here in the same colours. I I know it's favourite. I know it's 320, which is probably... Nothing wrong with that. Three to one. Probably on the shorter side of things, but you look at the rest of the field and you go, fuck, when was the last time I backed any of you fuckers? Um, like yeah, I, I had... I had big thoughts about Amish boy way back when it was like a two and going into a three-year-old season. Cole Crush has got Glenn on it, 60 kilos at five to one. I can't back that. <laughs> like, I just go, oh, God. All right. Well, Cotelli, Cotelli, Cavalier Charles form, although it's a country-trained horse, he's been running up in town all this all this preparation, and it's been gone up against some handy, handy types. So... I think that form line's quite strong, and um, I think it's a warranted favourite. So I'm going to probably be with it. Favourite wins, boys. Tommy. After all that, I'm going Cole Crusher. I think. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> mate, you look two starts. Two starts ago, I was in a benchmark 88, uh, carrying an extra kilo, and it beat Wohaha Falls. It didn't disappoint in a Group Three, and it comes back to a benchmark 88 with a kilo less than when it won at Newcastle. So uh, I think this horse is really consistent. I'm going to keep going with it until Glenn, um, I get Glint, I guess. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go Cole Crusher. I think the price is the biggest deterrent for me, though. Like, if it was, like, 15-1 after those two impressive runs, and it, don't get me wrong, it's a really sound horse, but I just don't know when I'm going to get Glint. Yeah. That's genuinely how I see it. So it's just like, fuck, when do I back it? When do I not back it? And... Five bucks, I just can't back it. <laughs> yeah, it's on the drift a little bit. Maybe it goes a bit further out. Chris, are you you're going to get Glenn? Do you like anything? Nah, look, Cold Crusher is was the first one I was drawn to. Then I found myself looking at Shakira, and it's like, why is this horse here? It's a six twelve hundred meter horse that's now racing over the mile. I just like, and then on the, I just automatically went, why would I have a bet in this race? I just don't want to borrow it. So you just wait till you've had a couple of beers and then do it. I know. You'd be grumpy, mate. It's a bit past your bedtime, Chrissy. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I don't want to. <laughs> Look, if, if I was going to have a bet, it'd be, it'd be Amish boy with get to blinkers again, um, and my man J Mac. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Well, let's go to, let's go to your man J Mac. He rides probably one of the shortest favourites of the day. In I am me for Kieran Meyer and Dave Eustace. It's a dollar ninety. Was two bucks. That's so pretty much bang on. Uh, Dehorned Unicorn's been smacked though. It was six bucks. It's into threes, and then we go pretty much double figures. We go out to sixteen bucks. So, look, feel free to find some value there. But we look at I am me at a dollar ninety. We look at Dehorned Unicorn already halved its quote in a day. Boys, Coey, thoughts? Match race for sure, because this is where it gets interesting. Because Dehorned Unicorn had a a nice win in town in a 78 handicap, right? And now with the claim, we'll be carrying 51 and a half. Um, It's going to be rock bottom weight. Uh, Hence why the early backing and the support and everything else. So three uh, three bucks for it, opposed to IME. 
one of the easiest watches we've probably seen in a while, to be honest, with uh, Tommy Berry on board that last start. It was a dominant favourite then. It was, I think it opened at about the same price as it is right now. And then it jumped it at plum- $1.50. Yeah, it plummeted. And that's that's a volume of like money. Like as yep. and it won like a good thing, right? And that's how we want to see our odds on pops win. This start oh, six and a half kilos. I'm I'm going to be this is a definitely an exotics play almost. It's probably it'll I, I see it as a two horse race. IMEV D Horn Unicorn. I think they will match motors and they run very different races as each other. So it will be interesting how tactics plays. But J Mac barrier one, that is really handy. I just that's just gonna play into J Mac's hands. So I can't see him losing it, but the saver could be just having the Quinella on. I genuinely think, yeah. Maybe no, fuck that. <laughs> fuck the duet. Put that in the bin. My <laughs> <laughs> bundle bet. They still exist. They still exist. They and do. Stand no, by. no, thank you. Yeah, of course they you do. get a dollar seventeen if you want both. Though. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> boys, either, either of you like leaning towards one or the other more so? Mate, um, no, sorry, I was just watching its uh, last start. I me and. I actually thought on the lead was pretty good, um, running running second to it, and I think if it was twelve hundred, he actually gets him too. So I think the twelve hundreds, um, a bit of a query. D Hall Unicorn was really impressive. Don't get me wrong, uh, Mister Mosaic was really disappointing first up, but I couldn't back it off that. But there is one I think an H way play, hundred and twenty six dollars or seventeen dollars a play. It's Noble Soldier. Um, it won first up last prep. It was in a midway, but then continued to be pretty okay that prep, including its last start win was with Kathy. I know it was a uh, benchmark 72, but it really seemed to like Ramwick and it kept winning it at odds. I think it, I think two, those two wins last prep were at 50 to 1 as well. So uh, I really trust Robert and Luke to really um, nail where they target their horses as well and just – just maybe something could place at $17. Just uh, got a little feeling about Noble Soldier. And I thought Wisdom of Water was over the odds. Gets uh, a really nice, looks really nice on the map. Hit the line really well in that IME race last start when they went really slowly and was kind of really strong through the line. So I just thought it was over the odds here for me. Well, love that. We've got to keep an eye on the two big odds, especially Noble Soldier. It's 50s out to 126. So. Love that. We go to the last and favourite shorty in Frumos. And I kind of liked what Channel 7 put up. I put, I shared their video yesterday about Frumos. Because if you've backed it, uh, the last couple, it's been a horror watch. Uh, but this time gets J-Mac aboard. Uh, it's had Karen and Hugh last time. But J-Mac this time, $1.95. It's up against Jewelry, Belarouge, Al Medina, uh, a bunch of those. Are we going with it? Are we giving it another chance? Looking at my votes that I saw on it, most people just didn't want to give it another chance. But $2.40 into $1.95, Coey? It's one of them horses, right? Like, it needs luck and run. Everything has to kind of go in its favour. And the only... The biggest excuse I can give last start was it drew inside. It draws six now, and it does get J-Mac. So there is some upside to it. Um, you have to remember, this horse could potentially be like a – it's running in a – what, a, is this a 78? Yeah, it's yeah. running in a 78, right? I think middle of last prep, 
with its form, it could have easily been in a a ninety two by now. Essentially, yeah. like they're, they're they're about. I think it could have easily stepped, just leapfrogged a couple of grades. But unfortunately, the racing pattern just kind of impeded it. It's probably the best horse in this race. Dollar uh, ninety five though, it's it's hard to take, isn't it? Like, I'm trying to look. There is plenty of value around it, and I haven't really got to this race in terms of form or anything like that. But just off the top of my head, I just go, oh, dollar ninety five to see possibly another train wreck. I don't think I can warrant it. <laughs> I'd keep it safe though, because the the traders will probably think the same as me. It's probably drawn better. Dollar ninety five is probably quite the generous price right now. They might push it out of touch. Who the hell knows? Especially with the bias and everything else considered. So I wouldn't back it now. I'd probably back it race start if you were to like and jump on it and be wary of scratchings. Yeah. I I can't I can't give you any any selections right now, but be wary. Tommy, what are your thoughts on Sweet Ruby? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't mind its last run. Uh, Schiller's fine at the moment too. So is Kim Moore. Um, so, uh, yeah, I definitely think... I thought it was a good run at Canterbury, like behind that yeah. Shimon. Yeah, Just no, I, I, yeah, I thought it was a really good run um, for sure. Schiller claiming one and a half. I, I definitely think it's a chance. And we're um, talking about Fremont, I think um, McDonald on and all due respect to Karen at the moment hasn't hasn't been riding the greatest. I, I think... Um, that's a that's a significant um, look. There wasn't much he could do last start anyway, so I don't want to bag Kieran at all. But the money is coming for it. I think I heard some good judges um, still wanting to back it as well. So look, I, I definitely think Fromos is the one to be. I will say nothing sweet about me at the distance. Um, three from three. First up, two from three. Timmy Clark on for Gay and Adrian, but it is sixty-two kilos, so. I think uh, it trialed enormously, um, but yeah, there's just something there. So, sixty two is a very big query, but I don't mind nothing sweet about me and Divine Breast. The other one runs really well at Ram uh, Ramwick as well. So there's one to watch there. But um, yeah, if you're back from us, good luck. <laughs> um, all right, Chris. Anything? Just another one to add into your quaddies. Another one to add to you, Quaddy, is Al Medina, a um, Kiwi mare that's come up to Sydney from Patrick Payne, I think it was, to Scotty Singleton. Um, run some really two really nice races this prep, and I think we'll be in the finish. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, that is Ramway. Chris, anything at Flemington or any specific races you want to have a quick squiz at? There's a few there. Um, I was just having a little 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 thing through. I think I know your likes of like Invincible Caviars going around, which actually run pretty well last start at Packenham. Uh, Jamie's got a lot of good rides as well. I think there's pounding as well earlier on in the day. Um, any races you want to have a look at? Yeah, it's a fun little meeting um, back at Flemington for the first time since the carnival, I believe. I quite liked the Guava in race one, which was out of the red card race at uh, Pakenham a few weeks ago, just was in behind them, couldn't find a run and then hit the line and was really, really strong through the line. Seven bucks. So that was one, that was one I really found. Uh, Cotel in the second is a moody filly that yeah. is two for two and has been two really strong times. I think uh, first up, so might, who knows what the market's going to do. 
sorry, not first up, ran kind of a couple of weeks ago at Cranbourne, Cranbourne and yeah. and and, and in, but um, I think the money might come for her. Uh, that's kind of it, though. Kind of the other, the big one you mentioned was Invincible Caviar. That time was really good, but up in to like a proper, like a Saturday grade race where Space Boy, if it runs, I thought was interesting in that race as well. But interested, obviously interesting to see how Invincible Caviar goes. And Rose Courts in the uh, list Ken- race. Kensington Stakes, yeah. Yeah, it's probably the one to beat. But it's pretty strong how Warson hasn't won in a long time, but uh, comes out of some really strong spring races. Uh, along with, you know, Ashford Street, who kind of races in those, and Yulon Command, who races in those races as well. But, um, Esther yeah, good, good, good meeting. Esther LaRocca going around as well. Uh, boys, anything else you want to mention? Uh, what about the distance race? Tommy, you like any of those? Persan's going around? Yeah, I, I liked Adelaide Ace uh, last start, where he just, um, I think, came second in that Worry Cup. But it wasn't too bad. But, yeah, I think Persan's... Probably the one to to beat, but it, yeah, it's it's been impressive without winning person, so it's a bit hard there. I, I yeah, not much else. Yeah, interesting to see how invincible caviar goes. It's probably the only other one. Right. If person if, if person runs to its number last start, where it got beaten by Van Declare and Muncie's, it wins this by a sizable margin. Okay, uh, you think so. Zach DeBoss going around as well, probably uh, in race five. Always one of the greats at $17. All right. Uh, Tommy, a couple of Queensland ones, I think, Eagle Farm. What were the ones you wanted to look at? There's a couple of good races there. I know the real shorty is going around as well. Uh, Kovalika in the 2100-meter race, the Grand Prix Stakes. Jimmy Orman, who's flying as per usual. Is that just a free cash, race five? Look, you don't want to say free cash, but yeah, definitely targeting uh, that race. Um, I think Gypsy Goddess won the Grand Prix last year and then went on, went on to win the Oaks. So you got to think that's a huge tick and um, yeah, it's been really impressive. But again, Godolphin uh, targeting it with a horse that's strung a couple of wins together in tradition. So look, it's um, not all that cut and dry, but you, you got to think it'd be hard to beat. Mm. We got, what about um, later on, the Loft Nay Stakes is Holyfield. Good horse, the Annabelle Nisham trained one. I think it came second last start, but it won first up. Uh, you got the likes of You Called It, Emerald Kingdom, Vinco, which is one of mine, love Vinco. Smart Meteor, Master Jamie, Animate. It's actually a pretty, pretty good race. I don't know if anyone uh, has had a look at it. Yeah, I think Annabelle's got a couple of good chances up there. The one in the previous before, Bartholomew Diaz. Um, yeah, it's good. been running in really good form. I think Brody's been... Um, going really well since he's moved up there, winning. Uh, you see him going to Ballina rides for uh, Annabelle. He was out at Kilcoy where he um, put like five on him for one for Annabelle as well. He's he's riding really well, and and then she rewards him with um, horses like good horses like Bartholomew Diaz going up there, and then um, Holyfield as well. So I, I think I think she's got a really good hand there with the two of them. But um, and Smart Media for Muncie, I think. Second up will improve as well, and Master Jamie. That's it's a it's a good little race there. But I think all eyes are going to be on the um, gold edition. Gold edition, yeah. Uh, Golden boom. Uh, every time I flick over um, to anyone Queensland racing, they're all talking about this horse. It, it's uh, the aptly named Golden Boom because yeah, they're they're all talking about this horse. So really interesting to see how it goes. Um, yeah, all, Was it third all, start. Yeah, third start. 
yeah, it's it's a dollar ninety. Um, I think this was the race Corn Gator won last year, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's really interesting to see. Uh, one of mine, Johnny Rocker, we we backed it yeah. um, early on at the good odds. Exo Lady for Desley. There's, look, there's a couple of handy ones. I think Steady Ready um, was a good win last start too, but. Yeah, it's. I'm really keen to see Golden Boom. Anyone got anything else around Queensland they want to mention? I was just going to say, I think Kovalika is the next next thing coming for the uh, the some. Uh, uh, sorry, the Winter Carnival. I think that's going to be right in line for something. One of the big group ones, round about then, I think. So I, I'd be keeping an eye on that. Definitely black book it. Worth a bet uh, on the weekend. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's definitely for a multi. I yeah. think a dollar, dollar sixty five is probably about the right price. Dare I say? And Hollyfield, I just have a little bit of a query over the fourteen hundred at this level of racing. I mean, the the wins that it's had, I th- I'm sure it's been in benchmark or class four, five kind of ratings. So the fourteen fourteen hundred over a listed stake. It won a listed at Doomben, didn't it? Yeah, but over twelve hundred. No, yeah, so, true. So uh, I do have a little bit of a question mark over it, especially carrying 60 kilos. So, I mean, I I could probably entertain or look around it. Um, I haven't done the full form for it, but I'd definitely tread a little bit ca- uh, carefully around that. And then, yeah, as Tommy already nailed it, Golden Boom is essentially Queensland's new – fuck – Name any hmm. Queensland spr- uh, yeah, sprinter in, in the past. I think it's going to be one of them things. So, uh, like whether it's going to be a buffering, I'm not sure, but they are touting it as the next next kind of the big thing. Yeah, right. Chris, do you like anything in Queensland? Nah, mate. You guys could have your Queensland. You're not a Queensland guys, guy, are you? While you guys are enjoying your Queensland, I'll be watching Colac Race 3, <laughs> The Maiden, where Moatman will be winning that race, the three-year-old coat, coat Colt for Danny O'Brien. It'll be winning the uh, the, the mile maiden at Colac on Saturday. Colac. And if you if you've got any money left on Sunday, a horse called Harbin at Werribee is one I'm looking out for a price for. Jeez, what races were that in, mate? Harbin? I'm not sure. Thank haven't you. Done the, haven't done the full form at, at, at uh, Werribee on Sunday yet. It's a, The market's out, at least. There's no way you get a price yet, surely. No idea. No idea. And, but I, and, it's, and, it's, it's, it's in race seven. It's generally not something I look at. What's it called? Harbin. You're getting five bucks. The tab benchmark 64 handicap. Five dollars. Uh, and uh, since I'm gibbering, I might as well mention <laughs> Steinem. Uh, yes, Dynamite uh, Ascot. West, I thought, yeah, I thought it'll just win. Yeah, just comes win. out of Amelia Jules race. So yeah, yeah. Distance twenty one hundred. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Agreed. I love when he just chimes in at the end. He just goes, "Just wins." All right, so that's uh, two seventy for Steiner and Johnny Allen. Uh, beautiful. All right, boys, anything else around the grounds before we wrap up this late Thursday evening? It's way past Chris's bedtime, so I need to get him to bed before his <laughs> lovely partner starts texting and saying, Karen, but, um, pleasure. Tommy, do we, Tommy, do we talk about Maria? Oh, yeah, you got oh, it. Yeah, you I got, got it. Aurora. Got Go it. on. Aurora Florentina running at uh, yes. Maria on Sunday. Brock Ryan on. Are you um, going? Are you going down? No, I'll be in Scone. So, um, 
I won't be going down, but I'll be watching. Um, Bated breath. So, yeah, no, uh, Richie Butler, we met uh, last start. The trainer is a really nice guy and uh, really happy with the run uh, last start. So, should improve off that. And, yeah, fingers crossed, no market out yet. But um, I'm sure the boys who are in the syndicate will back it straight away. So, um, it'll probably be shorter than it's worth. But um, hopefully wins. It's a class two. It's a class two handicap, and I'm not going to say it, but it's winnable. <laughs> Love yeah, that. Yeah, good. All right, boys. Thank you for joining me. It was good getting on the piss last weekend. Uh, but let's find some winners this weekend and get some extra cash for Christmas. Have a good one, boys. See, you, boys. Thanks for having me, fellas. See you.